The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Three oh six on the Central Coast. It is a Thursday, December twenty ninth, two thousand and twenty two. I'm Dave Congleton, welcoming you to another edition of Hometown Radio. Hope you're well, hope you're staying dry, and hope you'll stick around. We are with you all the way till seven o'clock. On the broadcast today, straight ahead at four oh five. Real estate uh, broker extraordinaire, the one, the only, Lindsay Harn is in studio. She's got exciting news. She will share the news with us. At 4.30, Deb Foddy checks in from the Point San Luis Lighthouse. We'll find out how things are going at the Lighthouse. And maybe, just maybe, we'll give away some free passes. Sam Cotton joins us at 5.05. I asked Sam what he wanted to talk about tonight. He said, I want to ask your listeners, what is the song that makes them change the radio station? I go, okay, I get a few. I bet you do, too. And then uh, Lance Parker is going to join us for the Thursday Last Call Open Line. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. This hour, we uh, spend with one of my favorite guests over the last uh, 31 years, Dr. Ted Reuter. used to live here in San Luis Obispo. But he has been based in North Carolina for a number of years, where he is the founder and head of Noise Free America. And you're thinking to yourselves, Dave, what does this have to do with life here on the Central Coast? Well, there's a lot, actually, in terms of noise in California. Not only is it a growing problem, but there has been legislation recently passed specifically in terms of noise. I go to the LA Times. Mike Thompson's friends refuse to stay over at his house anymore. Thompson lives about 50 yards from a busy freeway that bisects California's capital city, meaning Sacramento. One that has been increasingly used as a place for high-speed races, diesel-spewing big rigs, revving motorcycles, and cars that have been illegally modified to make even more noise. About the only time it quiets down is Saturday night between 3 and 4 a.m. Otherwise, the din is nearly constant, and most nights he's jolted out of sleep five or six times. Thompson is a victim of noise pollution, which health experts warn is a growing problem that is not confined to our ears, but causes stress-related conditions such as anxiety, high blood pressure, and insomnia. Always good to have Ted Reuter on this broadcast. Dr. Reuter, good afternoon. Dr. Dave, how's it going, buddy? We're good, sir. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. What? So so the beautiful 52 degrees in San Luis today? Yes, sir. And lots of rain. Okay. Oh, no. What are you enjoying in North well, Carolina? Uh, it's, it's in the 60s today, but it's been very cold recently. And, uh, you know, we actually get somewhat of a real winter, November, December, and January. November, December, January, I can't wear shorts, and I can't ride my bike. 
so, but, you know, nine months is pretty good. Yeah. How quiet is your neighborhood, Ted, and was that a factor in where you decided to live? Um, yeah, it's fairly quiet. Uh, some people have, uh, you know, one apartment complex nearby. Uh, they have a, a team of leaf blowers, a leaf blower crew that comes in on Wednesday mornings. But other than that, it's pretty good. And, uh, you know, I'm aware of the fact, of course, they're coming Wednesday mornings, and so I usually try to not be here during that time. Hmm. Now, I just read the story of this guy, Mike Thompson, up in Sacramento. You're not surprised. Right. You're not surprised by that story, are you? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you know, like you mentioned, the the article mentions numerous sources of noise, big rigs, motorcycles, cars that have illegally modified mufflers. You know, for some reason, some people call them louders. I kind of like that, that phrase. You know, the louders, some people just like making noise. And on our, we used to, on our website, we used to post uh, lots of email that we got from noise lovers, and we called this section, I, Lo- I Like Noise. And some people just think it's great. They think it's cool. They like, you know, making their presence known. They like the idea that they're disturbing the peace and waking people up. It's really anti-social behavior, in my opinion. Yeah. As you know, Ted, in October of last year, the American Public Health Association declared noise a public health hazard. Decades of research links noise pollution with not only sleep disruption, but also chronic conditions such as heart disease, cognitive impairment, depression, and anxiety. Right. And you can add, you know, uh, stress, hearing loss, aggressive behavior, high blood pressure, lower educational achievement, lower work achievement. You know, it's obviously much more difficult to uh, to uh, to think. You know, sometimes people talk about, you know, they, they, things are so loud they couldn't even hear themselves think. Um, you know, noise is far more than a nuisance, and, you know, it is becoming much more recognized, you know, throughout the medical community and academic community and hopefully the public that it is physically harmful. And some people claim that noise doesn't bother them. Well, they may say that, but their body, you know, is having negative consequences. Noise does a body bad. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, shift over here to California and start with legislation that has already been passed that relates to noise. I guess there are three. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The first one, you, know, you mentioned um, noise cameras. There was a law passed by the California State Legislature in 2022 that directs the California Highway Patrol to test noise-detecting cameras which may eventually issue automatic tickets for cars that produce noise above a certain level. And so they have to come up with a report in the next year or so, and then they are authorized to deploy the noise cameras in as many as six locations you know, throughout the state. I mean, obviously that's... <laughs> With all the thousands of intersections, really tens of thousands of intersections in California, that's a drop in the bucket. But I guess it's a symbolic first step. So it's like um, now you can get a speeding ticket off of a camera. This would give you a noise ticket off of, I guess, some kind of sound device. That's right. And they, they uh, as the article notes, these have been already deployed in a, in a number of places. They are in Miami. They are in New York City, they're in Paris, and they're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Though I might, might must add, with Knoxville, Tennessee, it's one lonely camera uh, downtown. And um, 
some of my fellow anti-noise advocates are not really enthusiastic about the idea of noise cameras, that they are concerned it could, it could backfire, that some people could actually you know, crank up the music or crank up their motorcycle in the hopes of getting a ticket as a point of pride. The other concern is that the police may use this as, a, as an excuse you know, not to do any noise enforcement themselves. And then there's the concern that uh, noisemakers will know where the cameras are, and they will simply either avoid that intersection yeah. or they'll turn it down when they get to that intersection. Dr. Ted Reuter, back on Hometown Radio from uh, Noise Free America. What's the website, Ted? Noisefree.org. And we have another website, MotorcycleNoise.net. That is, you know, as you might expect, devoted exclusively to motorcycle noise and also our book on illegal motorcycle aftermarket equipment. So the uh, noise, or this is uh, Assembly Bill 2496, uh, been approved, requires owners of vehicles that have been ticketed for noise to resolve the issue before they can re-register them through the Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah, that is excellent. You know, that's called a fix-it ticket. And um, But obviously that depends upon enforcement. I was pleased a little bit, and the, the article mentioned that the California Highway Patrol issued 2,641 tickets for excessive noise um, in 2021, which was double the number that were issued in 2018. So, you know, again, it's good that the number is increasing, but again, you know, 2,641 noise citations issued by the California Highway Patrol in the entire state in one year is kind of pathetic. We're in conversation with Dr. Ted Reuter talking about noise in the state of California and how Sacramento seems to be getting serious about doing something about it. We will continue our conversation. Your phone call still to come on AM 920, FM 96.5, News Talk, KVEC. KVC News Talk Time is now 319. I'm Dave Congleton. We are in conversation with Dr. Ted Reuter. He is the founder and head of Noise Free America. And he has been a noise advocate for as long as I have known Ted. And uh, we reached out and asked Ted to join us today because here in California, Sacramento is getting serious about this issue. In the last segment, we talked about this uh, new law that has uh, police studying the idea of installing noise cameras so if your car is making too much noise uh you would automatically get a ticket but there are other things to uh talk about as well ted remind us please what's happening in california with leaf blowers well i am happy to uh report that um that the sale or purchase of gas-powered leaf blowers in the great state of california will be illegal as of january 1st 2024 and that is, you know, stunning. That is very exciting. You know, no other state has a statewide ban. Um, it, it, unfortunately, it does not prohibit the use of gas-powered leaf blowers. Um, you know, if you've got one, you can still use it. 
And, of course, you know, if, if someone, I mean, this can be easily enforced, say, at Home Depot or Lowe's, but if, you know, private individuals are, you know, selling or transferring gas-powered leaf blowers to each other, obviously that would be impossible for, you know, government to do anything about. But um, it's, a, it's a, you know, major step. It's something to be pleased about and, uh, you know, something that I hope is, is vigorously enforced. Or I could just drive over to Arizona and buy one and bring it back. That's true. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Why such a relatively weak bill? Why didn't they make it tougher? Um, I am amazed that they were able to pass this bill. I see. Um, you know, there is a lot of opposition to uh, anti-noise uh, regulations and laws. Um, a lot of Republicans uh, believe that people have got rights and that, you know, a restriction on, say, leaf blowers is improper and an excessive, excessively uh, intrusive action by the government. And, you know, people have the right to clean their lawns and, you know, maintain their property values. So, no, I think that this sort of thing could only be passed in a heavily Democratic capital D state and a heavily Democratic capital D legislature. But yet, what is happening with this Republican in Bakersfield on street racing, which also causes noise? Yes, you're right. I'm happy to also to report that uh, that California in the last year or so passed a ban on street racing, which is, I think, a major problem in, in Los Angeles. And I'm also proud to say that the person who uh, was the prime sponsor of the bill in the California State Legislature is State Representative Vincent Fong of Bakersfield, who was a student of mine at UCLA. You taught him well, Ted. he's a great guy he's a very smart guy Uh, do you have any sense as to what prompted him to introduce this sponsor it um i am sure that that street racing is a major problem in bakersfield and not only dangerous but noisy right that that reminds me i'm just to, to leave the golden state for a second and philadelphia has got a tremendous problem with uh, car stereo parties, especially on weekends. And thousands of people show up um, in Philadelphia, and they just play their music, and the cops really don't want to do anything about it. They haven't bothered to do about it, do anything about it. And people across bodies of water in New Jersey can hear the noise. And the police and the mayors in those towns have complained to the Philadelphia mayor and police and it is a huge problem. On the Stubberg Law KVC text line, our first text message makes the point uh, concerned about noise from Harley motorcycles. Uh, lock them up with all the other tough guys. Listener also doesn't like uh, the louder cell phone devices. Very annoying in public mm-hmm. places. Well, one thing I'd point out is that I think a lot of people believe that motorcycles are naturally noisy because, I mean, most, mo- most motorcycles are noisy. But the fact is that every motorcycle that comes off of the factory line is quiet. They must comply with EPA regulations. They must have an EPA stamp, um, you know, saying that they meet the regulations. And so every time you hear a noisy motorcycle, know two things. One, it is the, the result of the deliberate action of the motorcycle owner to make it noisy. And second, it violates every uh, state's motor vehicle law, and it violates federal regulations. 
I mean, Harleys, there's so many of them, or you know, motorcycles of any kind, that are very noisy. The police generally don't do anything. And, you know, sometimes policemen own noisy motorcycles. Hmm. Dr. Ted Reuter for Noise Free America is our opening guest on today's edition of Hometown Radio. Talk about noise pollution and specifically what is being done here in California. And I would imagine, Ted, that what Governor Newsom is doing with fossil fuels and trying to ban uh, gas-powered automobiles by, what, 2035? That's likely to affect noise pollution. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, electric cars are much quieter than gas-powered cars, just like electric leaf blowers are an estimated 70% quieter than gas-powered leaf blowers. So, yeah, electrification, the electric revolution is going to go a long way toward you know, improving climate change, reducing fossil fuel dependence, and reducing noise. Hmm. How, how likely is that to happen, though, by 2035? I mean, that's a major, major shift. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't see why that can't happen. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we have electric cars being, being produced now. They're becoming less expensive all the time. Uh, the new the climate change bill that was just passed by Congress, I believe, contains a $7,500 tax credit for the purchase of electric vehicles. And, um, yeah, no, I think, I think that can be achieved. Something I wasn't aware of until I saw this article in the L.A. Times is that at one point we had the Federal Office of Noise Abatement and Control which right. allowed the federal the federal government to regulate noise in the air, but it was defunded right. in 1981 by Ronald Reagan. Right, um, it's you know Office of Noise Abatement and Control (ONAC), you know ONAC, and it was created by the Noise Control Act of 1972, and it was in existence from 1972 until 1981. And I actually have recently befriended the person in the EPA who was the head of the office for the whole time. And, um, yeah, he was there when he got the call from the Reagan White House saying, we're going to shut you down. And, you know, the Reagan administration claimed that um, noise is simply a state and local matter. And, you know, as if noise doesn't travel and as if, you know, we don't have, you know, federal issues involved, national issues involved. And they also claim that the regulations which the office was promulgating were, quote, unquote, burdensome. And the straw that broke the camel's back was that they were developing regulations on the garbage truck industry. And, you know, lobbyists from the garbage truck industry approached the Reagan administration and persuaded them to defund the agency. And really, uh, Noise for America, our top legislative objective is to try to get the Office of Noise Abatement, Noise Abatement and Control reestablished with an EPA. And we're only asking for $20 million. That's just, you know, that's just a drop in the bucket. And in the 30 seconds before the news break, what are the chances of that happening? Um, we have not succeeded so far, and uh, we will keep trying. All right, and we will keep talking with Dr. Ted Reuter from Noise Free America. Ted used to live here in San Luis Obispo. Now he calls North Carolina home, but he has been monitoring the situation here in the state, the noise and the concern coming out of Sacramento as they're trying to do something about it. We're off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Reuter and invite your thoughts as well. All that straight ahead on the Thursday edition of Hometown Radio.
We're making noise by talking about noise. Dr. Ted Reuter is with us. Noise-free America, focusing on what's been happening here in California, what a major problem this has become, and what Sacramento's trying to do about it. Banning the sale of new gas-powered leaf blowers, studying the idea of noise cameras. So if your car is making too much noise as it goes through certain intersections, you'll automatically get a ticket. If you want to join us on the conversation, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Stolberg text line is also fired up. And Ted, we use the text line because that's quieter than having people <laughs> call in and yell. Yeah. Okay, all right. So right. here we go on the Stolberg text line. Uh, listener writes, we live near Cal Poly. The football coach mm-hmm. regularly blasts out hip-hop music while their practice is going on. It is very mm. loud, even with all the doors and windows closed, and the field is easily over 100 yards away. Uh, with that and loud Cal Poly parties be covered by any law? Uh, yeah, they'd be, ha- they'd be covered by, you know, local municipal noise ordinances. Um, I have no idea if playing loud music at, at football practice is covered, but you can certainly check it out. And, you know, I would encourage the, uh, the listener to contact the Cal Poly Athletic Department and maybe, you know, the uh, noise enforcement person at uh, San Luis Obispo City Government. Or have President... I mean, I, I, go ahead. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I, I think it's, it's, to me it's just amazing that playing loud music at, at, at athletic practices has become the norm. I mean, I've observed, um, I saw a practice of the University of North Carolina tennis team once, and they were blasting the music, and I was thinking, how can you possibly concentrate, um, you know, hearing that loud music? But I guess, you know, people who are a lot younger than I am, uh, you know, have that ability or are, are accustomed to that. Uh, well, given the fact that Cal Poly football only won one game last season, <laughs> maybe they should change the music. <laughs> now we know why they're not doing so well. Um, also on the Stolberg line of question, how about regulations on propeller-powered aircraft? Um, yeah, that, that I mean the reason I'm hesitating is that you know whom do you whom do you go to to complain about that you know who has jurisdiction um, you know I'm not sure the FAA is going to uh, concern itself with that well that's I mean, what happens re- that's what happens when you don't have federal programs exactly exactly absolutely absolutely you know I, I wanted to, I wanted to, to to mention you know just all the things that the office of noise abatement and control was doing you know during their you know nine years of existence they were uh, putting together model ordinances they were they were developing uh, noise standards for various industries they provided technical assistance to local and state governments um, and they were training police officers officers on noise enforcement, you know, specifically the use of decibel meters. And so I think, I mean, the fact that they were, that they were shut down, I think, is evidence that they were effective, that they were, you know, starting to make an impact in the noisemakers. Uh, Craig, you wanted to make a point about the football noise. Yeah, the football noise, that, that's actually the point of it, is to create noise during practice 
So you learn how to play with noise during the game right. because the crowd is very loud. Right. In fact, some stadiums, right. that's what they pride themselves on is how loud the crowd can get to try to throw off the other team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of NFL stadiums compete uh, to break uh, decibel noise records. I think it was the Kansas City Chiefs a few years ago. I think they got up to around 160 decibels, something like that, maybe even you know 170. And, I mean, it was just ear-splittingly loud. And, you know, people um, talked about the fact that they couldn't hear themselves think, that their ears hurt for days, and, um, you know, a hearing loss, headaches. Nausea, but you know all the all the people I saw interviewed say, "Oh, but it was worth it, though." We showed support for the team. No, oh dear. Let's talk to David in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi, this is David. Hi, Ted. This is David. I'm calling to say hello and uh, well, hello, uh, David. We've never met. We've never met, but I, I feel I know you because I've been a member of uh, Noise Free America for four or five years. I. Uh, it's a great source of uh, information about the issues, whatever, if it's uh, motorcycle noise, uh, leaf blowers, backup beepers, all the irritations of modern life that we have to live, we have to put up with because we live amongst each other. And um, anyway, your site has given me uh, hope. <laughs> there is there's a. There is a possibility that we can live in a quieter, more uh, kinder world, not have to listen to all this uh, uh, chaos. And um, Anyway, I, um, I just want to call and say hello. David, how long have you lived in San Luis? 30, let me see, 40, 40 years. Is it noisier? 40 years. Is it a noisier town? Well, I live out in the country, and okay. I'm blessed. I, I, I just have to say that I, I, I'm I'm blessed. When I hear about those uh, car shows in Philadelphia or the road racing in, uh, in Bakersfield, I just I just cannot believe what people have to go through. And uh, and and then listen to some of the uh, uh, people on the forum about what they have to live with. It, it just it just breaks my heart what people have to endure. So. Uh, Salos for me has gotten quieter. I used to live uh, right across from Kyle Pauly. In fact, that that one text you just mentioned about the the, the um, noise on the football field, yeah. uh, I can empathize with that. Yeah, I remember that. In fact, that's why I left. That's why I moved moved out here. Uh, but yeah. uh, Ted, you know, we're, we're, Ted, you want to comment on what David's saying? Well, just, I mean, first of all, Dave, thank you so much for uh, being a member, for your support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. And, um, yeah, no, I, you know, San Luis Obispo does have some noise issues. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was telling you know, Dave off air that when I lived there, that I observed that there were leaf blowers attacking the, the sidewalks downtown, I think, practically every morning. And, yeah. I think, you know, gas-powered leaf blowers, I mean, they kick up dirt and dust and debris and animal droppings. They're very harmful with people for people who have asthma and allergies. And they really just, you know, move dirt and dust around and don't accomplish anything. And I think it's one of the most absurd inventions of all time. Right. It's almost, it's almost as absurd as taking off a quiet muffler and putting on a noisy one. Right. And yet no state is banning leaf blowers and we've got a watered down law. Yeah. Well, there are about 100 communities around the country that have banned or otherwise restricted gas powered leaf blowers. 
and yeah. um, you know the numbers keep you know the the n- number of, of municipalities you know with bans or restrictions you know continues to grow, and. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there are a lot of organizations out there that focus pretty much exclusively on leaf blowers. And so, I mean, technically, Los Angeles has had a ban on gas-powered leaf blowers since 1998, I believe. But, of course, it's not enforced at all. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah. David, thanks for checking in. Appreciate it very much. 805-543-8830 or 800 for Dr. Ted Reuter from Noise Free America, back on this broadcast, talking about noise specifically in California. Back on the Stolberg text line. Uh, besides ear-damaging sound, leaf blowers spew out many different carcinogenic particles. Several right. residents and I approached the Slow City Council this year to request banning gas-powered leaf blowers, but there was no interest. Only Jan Marks was willing to put this on the agenda very sad, especially for such a progressive city council. I know that many years ago there was a grand jury in San Luis Obispo. I don't know how they assume this responsibility, but they issued a report recommending the banning of gas-powered leaf blowers in San Luis Obispo County. Mm-hmm. All right, we got but, Rick. I'm sorry, we have Rick and Templeton on KVEC. Hi, Rick. Hi there. Hi. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know much about, you know, the modern... Automobiles that have, you know, well, anyway, it's kind of annoying and rude sometimes as people will get out of their car and with their key, they, I don't know if they're testing to see if their horn works for their burglar alarm or not, but they'll, you'll be standing there in front of a car or walking by, all of a sudden they'll hit the button and the horn will blast into your ear and it's so annoying and rude, I think. Or the horn goes off accidentally and the guy isn't there ted to turn it off right you know these are known as keyless entry systems and this has only been around uh since around 2000 i believe and i think a lot one one justification i've heard for it which i think is ridiculous is that it's great to have this uh if you can't find your car in a parking lot you can, you can, you know, hit a button. It'll make a huge sound, and you'll be able to, uh, you know, check it out. But I think it's completely unnecessary. It's banned in Europe, and you know, one clear alternative, which they do in Europe, is flashing lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't see what's so wrong with you know sticking your key, you know, in the lock. Why is that so archaic? And you know, we can't do that anymore. Mm. Rick, what else do you want to say? Well, the annoying part is that they it's like they're testing their horn. You know, right. when they're out of their car, and it honks one honk, and do they have to test that like that every time, or, or can they get out of their car and not honk their horn? I know nothing about it, but it's so rude and annoying. Hmm. I think they're trying to be cool, and I also believe that some people use that, that device as kind of a weapon. That 
<laughs> you know, any number of times I have walked by a car, you know, in a parking lot, and right when uh, I walk by, that's when the, the, the beeping takes place. And I think for some people, it's, you know, they're definitely, you know, doing this as an act of aggression. All right, Rick, thanks for checking in. 805-543-8830. 800-549-5832. Ted Reuter talking about noise pollution, specifically in California. His organization is Noise Free America. On the Stolberg line, Upper Bouchon Street, which I remind you, Ted, is over there by Mitchell Park. Texter writes, I can hear the football announcements from Cal Poly when I'm outside on Saturday nights. Mm, that's, okay. a pretty, that's a pretty good distance. Right, right. You know, I mean, I mean, football stadiums, athletic events, you're really going to have, have a difficult time controlling that. I mean, everyone knows when the game is going to occur. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel your pain, but that's not not something that's very high likelihood of success dealing with. All right, we'll come back for a final segment. Dr. Reuter, we're live, we're local. This is Hometown Radio. KVC News Talk Time is 3.51. I'm Dave Congleton. We're in our final segment with Dr. Ted Reuter from Noise Free America. Ted, again, the websites for people would be? Uh, noisefree.org and motorcyclenoise.net. And I'd like to mention another one. We were talking about car horns. There's a site devoted exclusively to the source of noise, silencethehorns.org. <laughs> or we could call that Silence of the Horns. Yeah. Uh, if you want, well, you, you, oh, you, you mentioned real estate. That there definitely is a link between noise and real estate. Explain that. Yeah, noise decreases property values. Also, there was a study by the Census Bureau many years ago. They found out that noise was the number one reason why people want to move, and people's number one complaint about their neighborhood. Really. Yeah. All right. If you want in on this conversation with Ted Ritter, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We have a critic on the Stolberg line. California is a one-party overregulated state. I'm not going to be told 1984 style that I can't have a leaf blower or reduce the noise. If they want to cite me, I'll challenge them in court. That's exactly why it's so difficult to get laws and regulations passed and uh, difficult to get the police to enforce the laws and regulations we have. There's definitely a libertarian uh, attitude throughout much of American political culture, and it's one huge difference between the U.S. and Europe. Europe has more of a communitarian culture, and um, the noise regulations there are much stricter. And I suspect they're probably much healthier. Right. In, in Germany, it is illegal to uh, use, to make noise on Sundays. It's illegal to mow your lawn in Germany on Sundays. This is pretty incredible. Uh, pulling from the LA Times article, constant exposure to noise increases the risk of heart disease by 8% and diabetes right. by 6%. The European Environmental Agency estimated in 2020 that noise exposure causes about 12,000 premature deaths and 48,000 cases of heart disease each year in Western Europe. Right. 
Right. And we were talking before briefly about the idea that people in poorer neighborhoods are, you know, suffer greater levels of noise. And that is definitely true, because think about all the things that are more likely to be in a poor, um, poorer neighborhood. Highways, uh, train tracks, factories, hospitals, fire stations, and a flight path. You know, they don't tend, you know, to put, uh, you know, airports or the, you know, or the flight path tends not to cover wealthier neighborhoods. One study from 2017 backs it up. Nighttime noise levels are higher in low-income communities and those with a large proportion of non-white residents. That's right. That's right. It's definitely an issue of environmental justice. Mm. So we've got this law now in California that we're going to study the idea of noise cameras. How do you see that playing out, Ted? Do you think we're really going to get serious about it? I think noise cameras are, are maybe the new big thing, and I mean, let's be honest, one reason why municipalities are attracted to this idea is that they can generate fine revenue. Bingo. Um, yeah, I mean, El- Elkhart, Indiana has the nation's uh, toughest uh, noise laws, and you know, Elkhart's near South Bend, and they've got a police officer devoted exclusively to noise enforcement, and several years ago, that person was generating about $200,000 a year in noise fines. Let's take another call. We've got Brett in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Brett. Yeah, so I just kind of tuned in. I don't know if anybody's called in about the shebang concert that took place, well, a few months back at Little Lake Park. That concert, I'm surprised, that concert, the bass sound shook the houses. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, you're breaking up, Brett. Hold on. No, you there? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, Kind of. Ow. Let me try up on the top of the hill. Can you hear me now? But but uh, there was a concert in Laguna Lake that was really loud. Oh, it was crazy! I mean, I didn't believe. I mean, it was, it was the bass sound was just vibrating the inside of the house, and you would have thought, given the number of complaints that the city received, they wouldn't even have thought about entertaining the notion of having another one of those concerts this year. And dang well, if they aren't going to probably allow another concert, it's going to do the exact same thing. It's amazing. Oh. The council has, they just don't care. All right, we'll talk about that, Brett. Thank you. Short response on that, Ted? Well, oftentimes it's, you know, the almighty dollar that, you know, concerts are going to bring in revenue, and, you know, that's what municipal governments are concerned about, and oftentimes that's the priority over the general welfare. Jane's in Morrill Bay on KVEC. Hi, Jane. Hi there. How Hi. are you? We're good. Thanks for calling in. Okay, um, I have to say something that, um, and I believe we still have a decibel um, amount in Mara Bay, but we did in the 80s and 90s. And if there were loud parties in your neighborhood or something, you could call the police and they'd come out and they'd warn them. And then the next time they had to come back, they'd give them tickets. So they were really good about uh, keeping the sound down. Um, one thing I can't stand is all those car alarms going off at different times. And the beep beeps. I mean, it does seem unnecessary. Can't we do something a little differently than that? Ted? Well, car alarms, the, the Insurance Institute of America did a survey years ago, and they, they asked people, what, what do you do when you hear a car alarm? One percent of people say they would call the police. 
everyone assumes it's you know a false alarm. Everyone assumes it's a noise. It's, it's a nuisance. They just have no effect whatsoever. Maybe they should put a voice thing in there saying, help, I'm being stolen or something. (laughs) 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 And the thing about the leaf blowers, um, I did some gardening uh, for a couple of years when I first moved to Morro Bay, and to me it makes more sense to have the ones that suck instead of blow, because then you've got it all in one bag, and you don't have to sweep it up afterwards. But, you know, occasionally in my neighborhood someone's doing it, and they throw it out in the street, and then they have to sweep it up. That seems like a waste (laughs) of time. Right. But they're more expensive to buy, the ones with the bags, obviously. But I do, I have to say that I like to see a nice little zippy English sports car zipping along with a little bit of sound. (laughs) But I don't want all the other sounds that we have every day. It is noisy. It just gets worse. That could be good noises. Jane, thanks for the call. I'm so proud of the filter that I have built that kept me from making a joke there. Okay. Uh, Ted (laughs) Ruder. Well, sock blow, whatever. Okay. The websites, uh, Ted? Uh, noisefree.org and motorcyclenoise.net. Uh, we're, you're going to join us uh, early in the year because you have a new book coming out on a different topic. But meanwhile, final thoughts about, yes. about noise. Well, uh, I think we got a lot of great calls and a lot of great texts. And uh, to me, it indicates people care about noise. I think this is becoming a more prominent issue. And I think that virtually everyone I've ever talked to has a noise complaint. And I'm glad that uh, the issue is getting more attention. And I thank you for having me on your show once again. Ted, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year, sir. Thank you, sir. Off we go. We got news and traffic and weather. Get ready. Lindsay Harn is in the house. I'm Dave Congleton. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.